Thanks for listening to Victory's podcast today. Connecting people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus is what we're all about. For more resources or to reach out to us, go to victorychristian.church. Enjoy today's message. I'm excited to, uh, to bring the Bible to you today. Are you ready for the Bible today? All right, I'm going to read to you out of Matthew 6, 9, and 10, and we are going to jump into the Word with both feet today. Matthew 6, 9 says this, This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I love this. This is the beginning of the Lord's prayer where he says to pray, Your kingdom come. Would you say your kingdom come? Your will be done. Would you say your will be done on earth as it is in heaven? All right, let's pray. Father, thank you for your word today. Thank you for the opportunity to come. It's so good to worship you, God. You're worthy of our praise. You're worthy of our breath. You're worthy of our affections because, God, you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And we worship you today. And, Lord, we tune our hearts and our ears to hear the sound that you would speak to us today through your word and by your Holy Spirit. I pray that our hearts be open, let them be filled with your word. And Lord, I pray for the empowerment and the leading of your Holy Spirit, God, to share what's in your heart today. It's in Jesus' name I pray. And everyone said, amen. Amen. I'm starting a new series today called Your Kingdom Come. And uh, we are going to explore what the kingdom of God is, what the kingdom of God is doing, and how you fit. And I need to tell you before I jump into this today that I have been planning this series of messages since November. And I didn't know all the things that were going to happen in the earth over this last week. Um, so it's not a reaction. It's actually just prophetic. God just knows what we need when we need it. And I am excited to preach to you today about the kingdom of God. And I want to jump back today um, to an Old Testament prophecy in Isaiah chapter 9. And it's a prophecy that we read from when we were talking about the birth of Jesus. So it's kind of nice. It, it kind of ties together for me the Christmas season going into a new year. You'll, you'll know the sound of this verse when you hear it. Isaiah 9 verses 6 through 7 says this. For to us, what? A child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. This scripture in the Old Testament is prophesying the coming of our Lord Jesus. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And it's saying that Jesus will reign. And he will reign over his kingdom. He is the king over his kingdom. You see how that works, right? He's the king over his kingdom. And from that time on, it's saying, so forever, the government of that kingdom will of God will be on his shoulders. Of course, what government? It's the government of the kingdom of God. He governs God's kingdom, right? And this last week, there's been a lot of focus on the American government. But today, I want to ask, I want to talk to you about God's government, 
I want to talk to you about the kingdom of God and what is going on in his kingdom. Are you ready for that this morning? All right. I love how in verse 9, excuse me, verse 7, in the NIV, and it says it this way, of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. But in several other versions, including the New American Standard Version, it says it this way. There will be no end to the increase of his government and peace. Isn't that a beautiful picture? It's saying that since Jesus, and since Jesus took on his kingdom and took on his rule, that his kingdom, that his government would always be advancing. So God's kingdom is always advancing. God's kingdom is always moving forward. God's kingdom is always increasing. But do we see it? And are we perceiving it? And what I mean by that is something can be happening and we not see it. Do you follow me? Right before you knew Jesus, this whole kingdom, like it was, a, it was far off to you. You didn't even necessarily see it, this unseen kingdom before then. But now you perceive it and you see it. It reminds me of an Isaiah 43, verse 19, where God says, I'm doing a new thing. Do you perceive it? And so when it says in Isaiah that God's kingdom is always advancing or that the increase of his government will never end, that means it's happening, right? And the question is, Are we seeing it? God can be up to something and we miss it. And so I was preparing for this word and thinking about it because I'm preaching about the kingdom of God, which is um, this thing that I'll get into it a little bit more in a moment. But it's it's an intangible thing. It's something that um, you don't you don't have the the material for it, but you see its evidence for it. And it reminds me of when John the Baptist was imprisoned. And he was struggling with the end of his life and what was about to happen. He was actually about to be beheaded. And um, he knew of knew Jesus. He had baptized Jesus. They were even relatives. And he was kind of curious, like, okay, my life's work and everything that's happened and, and I'm making the way. He sent a message to Jesus saying, are you the one? Kind of like wanting to know, like, like, will you send me back a message that tells me, like, are you really the one? And when I say the one, like, are you the king? Are you the Messiah? Are you the one that's coming to, to rule and to reign? Are you the one to take David's throne? Are you the one? And this is the message that Jesus sends back to, to uh, John the Baptist. Matthew thirteen thirty one says, he told them, excuse me, I jumped ahead in my notes. Can I come back to that? I know. I, you give the guy two weeks off and then he just jumps ahead in his own message. Don't worry, I'll build right back up to it, I promise. When I, I, let me go back to this idea. Do you perceive it in the kingdom of God? How sometimes we can miss it if we're not discerning it and seeing it. One of the parables in Matthew thirteen thirty one is the parable of the mustard seed. And it says... About this parable, it says that the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in its field. And though it's the smallest of seed, yet when it grows, it is the largest of the garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds um, uh, can come and perch on it. And he told them yet another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds of flour until it worked through the whole dough. In both of these parables, it's talking about the kingdom of God. And it's saying it can look like the smallest little thing. And yet it will take over. 
it will grow into the biggest plant. Or it looks like just the smallest yeast, but it works through the entire loaf. That's what this kingdom that you and I are part of. We are, if you will, the seed that he plants. We are the yeast that leavens the whole lump. Like we are who God is using in this earth. This this real super power that were the real superpower in the earth is the kingdom of God. When we think about superpowers, we fill in the blank with two or three countries, right? But the reality is the real superpower and the real supernatural power is the kingdom of God. And this Jesus is the king of all kings, and we are all about his kingdom. Can I hear an amen? In Matthew 6, 9, I opened up with it, and it says, This then is how you should pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Isn't it interesting that Jesus, when they asked him how we should pray, the first thing he does is he says, worship me, right? Hallowed be your name. Put God first. Put him in the, recognize who he is first in your prayer. God, you are amazing. And God, you are powerful. Hallowed be your name. And the very next thing he says is, now I want you to pray that my kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, will be on earth as it is in heaven. Makes you wonder, what does that kingdom look like? What does that kingdom in heaven that we're asking to come on earth what it looks like because if our daily prayer should be to seek that kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven um how does it look well simply put the answer is in the prayer your kingdom come your will be done you see the kingdom has come whenever his will is being done isn't that simple the kingdom has come every time his will is being done it reminds me of john the baptist when he was asking Y'all remember this from like 30 seconds ago? Okay. <laughs> he was asking, you know, are you the one, Jesus? Are, you know, is this it? Are you the Messiah? Are you the king? And this is the message that Jesus sent back to him in Luke chapter 7, verse 22. So he replied to the messengers, go back and report to John what you have seen and heard. Y'all got to catch this today. Jesus did not send a message that said, yes. He could have just said, yes, just tell John, yes, that's much shorter. It's easy to remember. It rolls off the tongue. This is what Jesus says. Go report to John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive sight. The lame walk. Those who have leprosy are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. And the good news is proclaimed to the poor. You see, the evidence of the kingdom is its fruit. And what Jesus told John is he said, John, this is how you know that I am the one. I am the Messiah. I am the king. I am the one who's taking David's throne. I am who you think I am is because look at all this kingdom fruit. Look at all this stuff that is going on around me. The evidence is by its fruit. It's like in Luke eleven twenty, where he drives out. It says God, he, Jesus drives out the demon by the finger of God. And what Jesus turns to him, he says, he says, the kingdom of God has come upon you. 
And it, it, it's in, in, in John 13, verse 35, it says, and how, this is how you will know that they are my disciples, that they love one another. You see, the evidence of the kingdom is by his will being done and by us doing those things. And you see, in that way, the increase of his government occurs as we extend his will on earth. It's really kind of cool. God is so smart because, you see, you don't need a passport for his kingdom. His kingdom can happen right before you. When I enter into another country, there's a whole process that happens. And each country has its process. And they have their uniform people and all these things. And, you know, it's like, let me see your documentation. Some people need a visa and some people need this. But, y'all, I want to tell you today that when you go to work and when you tell somebody, you know, I prayed and God answered a prayer, you just handed them a passport in that moment moment in that moment the kingdom of god has come upon them because they are hearing and seeing the evidence of god's kingdom in that place in that way it is the leaven that has leavened the whole lump in that way it's the seed that's planted that can give them the opportunity to grab on the faith because you see jesus's kingdom it pervades every government and every place on this earth because any time that his will is being done his kingdom has come pastor jeremy treat defines the kingdom of God this way. God's reign through God's people over God's place. It's anywhere where his authority is happening. Do you know what that means? It means because I have submitted myself and my household to the Lord. When you come to Aspen Woods Road, you come to a place where the kingdom of God is happening. That when you come into into my life and I've submitted myself to the kingdom of God and I am saying, God, help me to do your will. You are in the presence of the kingdom of God and that's true for you and for me and for anywhere where God's will is being done. And the thing is, is I'm asking everyone today to back up a moment and to recognize that in the grand scheme of things, there's a kingdom of this world And there's a kingdom of heaven. Listen to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. This is talking about you and me, okay? It says, as for you, everybody say, that's me. Because it's written to the church, so that's you. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. You're welcome for that. Um, In which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world. And watch this, the ruler of the kingdom of air of the air the spirit who is now at work at those who are disobedient all of us also lived among them at one time gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts like the rest we were by nature deserving wrath the starting point in the scripture is we were all lost And we were all in the wrong kingdom. Do you hear that this morning? It's so important that we recognize that. You weren't born into the kingdom of God. You received it. You received Christ in your life. Do you hear that this morning? We were all. And it's so important that we capture that in our own hearts and minds. Because there's a lot of us and them. 
I wrote something this week, um, and I was talking to Elizabeth about it. I said, man, I said, honey, we have been duped. We have been duped. We have, we have fallen for the fact that we think the enemy is people. And the enemy is not people because our enemy is not flesh and blood, but principalities and powers and dark forces. Like, we, people are thinking that people are the enemy. They are our mission field. They're our mission field. They're your mission field. I won't go into that anymore. Verse 4. But, so I I told you what a filthy sinner we all are. But then it says in verse 4, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace that you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. In order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. Y'all, this is so beautiful. It's saying that when you believed, God gave you a gift of salvation. You didn't earn it. And here's what it says. It says that that you were seated. Notice that that's past tense. You were seated with him in heavenly realms. Y'all, you as a believer and a follower of Jesus have a citizenship in heaven. And that positionally you are seated with Christ already. Isn't that amazing? Now, that's grace. That's a gift. That is such a high calling and such an honor to know that you are part of this heavenly kingdom and seated with Christ. I'm going to jump back into Ephesians chapter 1 for a moment because I love the way it says it. It says, and you also were included with Christ, in Christ when you heard the message of the truth the gospel of salvation, when you believed you were marked in him with a seal, the promise of the Holy Spirit. That is talking about the picture of salvation right there, that you were included in Christ. In chapter 2, it says you're seated in heavenly realms. When? When you heard the message and you believed. And I want to encourage you today, if you have never taken that step and said, I I, I want to receive Christ into my life. I want him to be my God over my life and turn the rulership of my life over to him. I just want to encourage you to do that today. Because it says here today that you can hear the message, that you can believe the message, and you will be included in Christ. And if you've never had that happen, make today the day, January the 10th, 2021, the day that you said yes to Jesus and turned your life over to him. You will have a brand new start. You will go from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. And if you're making that decision today, I really want to hear about it. If you're watching online, go to victorychristian.church and click on next steps. And if you're here in the in-person service, I just want you to come and talk to me because I want to rejoice with you. It says that you were included in Christ. I, um, I'm going somewhere with this series your kingdom come. And next week we're going to build on this. But my closing verse today comes out of First Peter 2. Because where I wanted to land with you today. Is I wanted to remind us all 
who we are. In Ephesians 2, it's talking about the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of God. And we have this great privilege. We didn't save ourselves. Jesus saved us. That we were able to come out of a kingdom of darkness and to receive God's kingdom into our lives. What a great privilege. And then Jesus says, pray that my kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Y'all, we have a mission. We have a mission. And that mission is people. That mission, it says that the kingdom of God isn't eating or drinking. It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That is what we are bringing to people. God's righteousness his peace and his joy. It doesn't actually say joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the song. Thank you, honey. But it does say joy in Scripture. But this is who, what First Peter 2, 9 says. And if you get anything out of today, anything at all, would you receive, look, think and, and pray about this Scripture as you go through the week? First Peter 2, 9 says this. But you are a chosen people. This is God's, what God says about your identity. You are a royal priesthood. Y'all, that is a very high calling. And what a great distinguished place you have to be seated with Christ and this, for God to say that you are a royal priesthood. Is that not a great honor? You are a holy nation. Y'all know what nation it's talking about right now, right? That's not talking about an earthly nation. It's saying that you are a holy nation, that everyone who has believed upon Christ is part of his kingdom of which he is the king. That is his holy nation. Amen. I just stepped on toes. God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people. It sounds just like Ephesians, doesn't it? Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Your greatest citizenship is your citizenship in heaven. Our greatest citizenship is the kingdom of God. Our greatest privilege is to be able to say, God, your kingdom come. Your will be done. And what's going to happen is next week, I want to go into talking about your authority as a believer. And do you know where your authority as a believer comes? It comes from the kingdom from which you represent. And it comes from the king in whom you represent. And I believe in this day with all of my heart that there is a harvest that is ready right now. There are people that God wants to reach right now. There are miracles in people's lives that God wants to do right now. We are we have a world around us that is ripe for miracles. It's ripe to see God move in people's lives. We have interceded for people who should be dead right now and who are alive because of what's going on in the world around us. And I give glory and honor to God for it. And there are people who are in need right now. And you know who they need is Jesus. Who they need is him. And I want to encourage you that in this season, even if you feel weak, he is strong in you. 
And then the next several weeks, we're going to talk about how God has set you up for what is next in your life. And I want to talk to you if you're discouraged today, if you feel like you just have been punched in the face over this last year, over and over and over again, I want you to know that the story is not over. The last chapter has not been written. There is more to come. God, all the impositions and all the frustration, God can use it as a setup for his kingdom and glory. But we have to align ourselves with him. We have to align ourselves with our God and with his kingdom and cry out to him and say, God, your kingdom come, your will be done. And not fall for every plot to divide and to create conversations that aren't focused on let's bring you to Jesus. Let's let his will in his heart because you, everyone around us, they are our mission field. They are our mission field. And God has a word that he wants to use, that he wants to reach them, and he wants you to do it. I want to encourage you today. Would you, this week in your devotions, just read this scripture a few times. 1 Peter 2, 9. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. That is my identity. I was lost and he saved me. I was in darkness and now I am in light. And why? So that I may declare, that you may declare the praises of him who called you. That is our greatest calling. That is our greatest honor. That is our greatest identity. That is our greatest citizenship. That is the thing that we should be the most proud of on the, in this planet, is that we are part of God's kingdom. So I just want to encourage you this week, spend some time on that verse and pray over that verse and let it kind of get it because it's going to set you up for what God wants to speak to us over the next few weeks. Would you stand with me if you're in in the room? And I'm going to close with a prayer today over us. Father, I thank you, God, for your great love for us. Oh, God, I thank you for your goodness and your kindness and your grace towards us. And I confess today that, Lord, you called me out of darkness into your wonderful light. And, Lord, I declare today that I am part of a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and that is your nation. Your, your, we are your possession. And today we just say, God, we love you today and we honor you. May we declare, God, the praises of you who called us out of darkness into your marvelous light. God, we are humbled to be your servants. And yet we are proud to be your servants. And we love you and honor you. We honor you. And we say today, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Lord on earth as it is in heaven. We worship you and we honor you. It's in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to connect with us, just go to victorychristian.church. Have a great day.